Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Welcome to a special edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party at webtalkradio.net. Webtalkradio.net. It's good to hear your voice again. I can hear everyone in America speaking. If you'll listen, just listen. Get quiet and listen. America is speaking out. This is the week of the election, November 2nd. And we have been waiting for this. You and me and Tea Party people all across America have been waiting for this week. I remember when the first Tea Party started thinking it's going to be so, so long before we can do anything other than protest. Do anything other than make some noise and hold up signs. When will the elections come so we can show how we feel about the direction the Democratic leadership is taking this nation. The time is now. This is the week. And we're going to spend some special time right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party to get you up to speed on some of the things that are going on. And this week of the election, as we speak, get out, encourage people to vote, make phone calls. Don't let this be an election that you go to the polls by yourself. Make sure you got someone who's going to vote conservatively and get out there. And all across the nation, if everybody just take one more person, one more person that may not have been going, then we're going to see our nation turn around. Turn around in one day. We don't know what's going to happen. Do not get overconfident. Do not sit down and just watch. Be a part of it. This is history in the making. Doc Holliday's Tea Party talked about it. Months ago, and now the week is here. Make it happen. And what I'm going to do tonight is just tell you what's going on. Some updates. Uh, we got polls going crazy, and we got headlines going crazy because we got a crazy press. The mainstream media, as you know, never seems to get it right until later. A later, and then there's just this gut feeling that someone is trying to manipulate the American people. Do you ever get that feeling? I sure do. Especially reading these polls where we had some people uh, take the California governor's race and Senate race where it looked like it was closing in just two or three points and then over a weekend all of a sudden it's the, the liberals ten points ahead. Now what happened in that poll? Well I'll tell you what happened. I think some of these people who were making a pose understood that they had to manipulate the questions. And some of them, I think in the California polls, some people believe they didn't sort through the likely voters and they got a lot of the first-time voters who voted for the first time in 2008. We don't know, but I know one thing. Polls can be manipulated, and it can be done on both sides. But what is happening is... I feel like all these rah-rah speeches by our president and vice president, 
going around place to place. And make no mistake, they are campaigning hard. And I think the news media, the mainstream media, is using this to rally the base. And they're rallying, using Obama, using the vice president, going places. But you know what? I think everybody's a little bit off-key. I think the leaders are off-key. We heard Nancy Pelosi saying, we're not getting the credit for what we've done. Cry, baby, cry, baby. I think Newt Gingrich said the best thing about... uh, Speaker of the House Pelosi. He said, let's don't be mean and let's not be saying fire Pelosi. Let's just say goodbye. And that's what I want to hear November 3rd. Let's say goodbye, Speaker Pelosi. That name will live in infamy, but it will no longer cause tyranny in America. Let's make it happen November 2nd. Do not fail to get out the vote. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's you and me working together. We're working on the Tea Party people across the nation. But it's not just the Tea Party folks. People are just fed up with the direction we're going. And we've heard the cheerleading. We heard President Obama's cheerleading for uh, two years before the election. How everything, you know, the oceans were going to stop rising. Everything was going to be hunky-dory. And he knew the financial crashes that was coming on. He even voted for TARP because he knew what was coming on. He knew he'd have access to billions and billions of dollars for his uh, cohorts. And radical Democrats must be rebuked by Hugh Hewitt in the Washington Examiner. There you go, Hugh. I'd say ditto. Radical Democrats must be rebuked. If you give them a pass, they're going to do it again. I see it where people go into their district and say, I'm not running against Nancy Pelosi. I've stood up for the conservative side. I got something I want to say, but it's not nice, and I won't say it over the radio, and I shouldn't say it. But I'm telling you that when you hear things like that, Nancy Pelosi has been using the conservatives just so she could have the power. She's the one that decides what legislation is passed. Over and over, we've got to get that message through to these independents and people don't understand. We have to suffer some fools. Not everybody's going to understand the American political system. But here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, I do believe most Americans are intelligent. And we know when we're being lied to and misused and abused. And that's how I have felt the last two years. And this is my time to get to the polls and do something about it as an American citizen. You feel the same. I think most of America feels the same. We will have to suffer the fools who don't understand this. Or suffer the fools who actually are basking in the glory of liberal leadership. In the House, in the Senate, in the White House, if they're basking in that glory, you know, we'll have to suffer a, fool, a few fools. But let's go on and let me tell you what I really see what's going on. We won't know till November 3rd. That's obvious. We will not know till November 3rd. But I am looking at some of the things that are going on. About a month ago, I said, what happens if the Democratic Party starts caving in? Now, you know we're not going to actually see a cave-in, but I tell you what, we're seeing some structural components starting to fall. Uh, Rhode Island, the Democratic candidate for governor there, he tells Obama to shove it. Now, when's the last time you heard a Democratic candidate for governor tell the President of the United States, the leader of the Democratic Party, to shove it? 
But that's exactly what the Rhode Island Democratic uh, candidate for governor told the president. Something's going on here. Now, I heard him 60 Minutes saying real unemployment rate is 17%. Can you believe CBS would put facts and news like this before an election? When the Democratic Party stood to lose many seats? I'm telling you, something's happening. Barney Frank is ahead in the polls, but he's below 50%. Not a good sign for a longtime incumbent. Other things to keep breaking. This, to me, is what's going on in the Democratic Party. You have got to hear about this. And this is happening in my home state of Mississippi. We have a representative who was the first Democrat to sign up saying he would repeal Obamacare. Now, he's very conservative. And I would know of Gene Taylor. And I, I know Gene Taylor. And not that we're personal friends, but I'm telling you, he's, he's about the most conservative Democrat you can have. And he's voted very conservatively. But, you know, people are getting fed up of Nancy Pelosi being in charge of what we get to vote on. And he has gone to so far as to say he will not support the Speaker of the House. He will not vote for Nancy Pelosi to be the Speaker of the House if the Democrats prevail. That is a big statement. That shows you how much heat is in his, um, in his campaign. But I don't stop there. Listen to what else. This conservative Democrat is doing. He is running for his life, his political life. He's never had a race this close in, in years and years and years. And he's been there since the late 80s. And I'm telling you, this is what, this is what the Hills reported. Said uh, Congressman Gene Taylor said, I did not vote for Obama. I voted for Senator McCain. Now, you talk about somebody getting pressure on them in an election. He's, he admits he did not vote for Obama. He's voted for Senator McCain, and he went on. This is, quote, he said, quote, better the devil you know, unquote. And that was his statement for voting for Senator McCain. Wow. The Democratic Party, I think, is imploding. A house divided against itself will not stand. So what's going to happen? And what else is going on? Well, uh, in West Virginia, Governor Joe Manchin, the Democratic candidate for Senate there, he is the governor. He's running for the Senate seat, vacated by uh, Senator Byrd as he passed away. And he, he's got a television advertisement in which he shoots a copy of the cap-and-trade bill, in which it was approved by the House and supported by the President Obama, and he, he, he shoots it. He's in trouble. And for those listeners in West Virginia, remember, and tell everybody, remind them, if you like your governor, keep him as governor. You don't have to vote for him for Senate. That happened a few years ago up in Massachusetts. You know, when you got a sitting governor running for a Senate seat, if you like him, keep him as governor. Vote for the other guy. I tell you, West Virginia can be key in what's going on. We're going to see how the people of West Virginia turn out in the Senate race. Uh, going on in it again, another sign of Democratic implosion. I'm not going to call it an implosion, but it's falling apart. Rep Representative Chet Edwards, the Democrat from Texas, who Obama even considered. He was on like the short list to be a vice presidential candidate in 2008. And now he's running ads saying he's independent. And, and uh, talks about how he stood up from the pressure of Obama and Pelosi and voted against the health care bill and the climate change. But, folks, we 
understand. He voted against something, but Nancy Pelosi decided what he had to vote on. And I'm telling you, we will have to suffer the fools that don't understand that. But the majority of Americans understand it. Nancy Pelosi has got to go. You've heard it here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party over and over again. And now this is the week. This is the week of decision. Um, another Democrat, uh, Representative Jim Marshall, a Democrat from Georgia, and just like Edwards, uh, he's a conservative Democrat, and like Gene Taylor, when he says he, and he's already going out to say he will refuse to support Pelosi as Speaker. Now, these are people, if, if the Democrats retain power, which I hope they don't, and Nancy Pelosi is elected Speaker of the House and they don't vote for her, what's going to happen? Are they going to be cleaning the toilets and the, and the, uh, the, the restrooms for the tourists? You know, they're not going to get any kind of clout. And to me, that even weakens their position as a candidate because they're not going to be in a position on the committee that they want to help their constituents. I'd say just vote them out. Just vote them out. We need that fresh new blood, fresh new ideas. We need to get these longtime conservative Democrats who I used to think they would be good. But I'm telling you, I've come around in the last couple of years to understand that the conservative Democrats are no longer. They're, 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 they're Democratic flat cakes, pancakes. They've been rolled over by Nancy Pelosi. She uses them, and they're blue dogs. I'm telling you, they're blue dogs. They have no teeth, and they're on a leash by Nancy Pelosi. <clears throat> if we want to change America, we must move on, get them out of the way. Let's put some fresh blood in there. And where you are in your district, help out. If you know somebody, you got friends and relatives across the nation, pick up the phone and say, let's change America. Let's vote for the, the Tea Party. Let's vote for those who are conservative. And let's get some new leadership into Washington. You are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. And we are talking about the elections. And you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net, webtalkradio.net. And... Tonight's show, we do have, uh, if you listened last week, we're going to get Russ Latino on, on in a few minutes, talk about the elections a little bit more. And tonight, we got a special guest. Uh, we've been bringing on some people to help you find some things that you need on websites. And tonight, we have someone out from California, a lady named Denise, and she's going to tell us about some things that everybody needs. Everybody needs. So we're going to be talking about that. And then we will have a final Rock of Liberty speech this week of the election. And we will uh, have Russ Latino on, on in just a minute. I do want to go over some of the things that uh, people are talking about. The Dick Morris, the, you know, Dick Morris on Fox News. He's got a website, him and his wife. And they, they go over different things. And he has been saying, he's been telling Republicans not to not to be underconfident. In fact, he said the trouble was being overconfident. And, and not, he said the, the problem would be not being thinking big enough. So he's been thinking out of the box. And what, uh, what Dick Morris is doing, he's got a pack that is raising money, and they are shooting out funds for the, what we would call long shot races. Not long, long shots, but the ones that, are, that he's trying to bring into play. 
and and he believes even up to a hundred seats are in the play, and he's trying to where the the Republicans may be concentrating on those they feel like they got a good shot of winning. He is working on those that are that trying to make them toss ups, and in those races that he's trying to make toss ups, he really believes Republicans can eat into uh, not only taking over the house but eat into the 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 amount of Democrats that will be left. So it's amazing what's happening this year. It is a watershed moment for America. And whatever you do, if you sit out and not vote, you are going to miss out on history. As conservatives, as people who love the Constitution, it is your duty as a citizen to make sure you get out and vote. And I know you're doing that. But this time, like I said, get somebody out and entertain them to make sure that they come and vote. And when I say entertain them, I'm just saying make sure you get them to come on out and say, go to the polls with me. Let's go vote together. Or uh, if you voted, say, I'll take you to the polls. Go pick them up. Go make the phone call. Let's, let's make sure we have plenty of action going on all across the nation, all 435 district, uh, districts. All seats should be in play. Don't give up on anything. And we're going to work the phone line here and see if we can get Russ Latino on to, so we can uh, go in here and, and finish up the conversation we started last week. And for those who haven't listened to last week's, go click on Doc Holliday's archives and listen to that show, and you'll hear how we finish up tonight also. And now for you who don't remember, now Russ is a, an attorney, and a very accomplished attorney. He's a Tea Party speaker, and he knows the Constitution just about as good as anybody I know. And we're going to start tonight, Russ, uh, right where we left off. Tell me what you think about what's going on in the Mississippi races. Um, you know, you, you look at the races in the state that we live in in Mississippi, there are at least two races that could switch from Democrat seats to Republican seats. And those are two less votes for Nancy Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco agenda. That's huge. And you multiply that all across the all country. All across the country. And that, um, that gets to be big. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Rasmussen is predicting, I think, a 55-seat pickup in the House of Representatives. Uh, we need 39 seats for Republicans to take back the House. Uh, so it's, it certainly is looking like that will happen. Um, Again, though, everybody has to get out and vote. I know we got listeners of uh, New York and... Georgia, California, you got to get out to vote. Well, and I would recommend doing more than getting out and vote. I mean, if you have a candidate that, that you plan on voting for, call that candidate's campaign and see if there's anything you can do, whether or not you can place phone calls to other registered voters or canvas neighborhoods. Uh, another thing that you can do that is incredibly important to protecting the sanctity of the vote uh, is to, to be a poll watcher. Or to be That's a poll right. worker. Yes. Now, it's, it's getting late to sign up to be a poll worker in a lot of jurisdictions, but uh, it's something to consider to make sure that, that what is happening at the ballot box uh, is fair so that votes don't get disenfranchised. I know I've worked polls uh, in years past where you've got people who come in who are trying to vote under names that are not theirs or who try to assist other voters uh, where, you know, that kind of thing dilutes the value of each individual vote. So poll watchers and poll workers are incredibly important to make sure that the election stays fair. And I'm telling you that in a, in a year like this where Democrats stand to lose so many seats, there, there are going to be attempts uh, to steal elections. 
And I might say I, uh, there, you can always use uh, video cameras and watch who's coming in and uh, out of there. Uh, you might need to check on what what can be done. I know you can't put things on the news, but you can, you can make you can record uh, like a uh, there's a group going in and voting one precinct and going and voting another precinct. Uh, we we need to know about it. Well, I'll give you an example of a, a poll situation in the poll that I worked in 2008. Uh, it was in an area that was heavily Democrat, and of all of the poll workers, for whatever reason, I was the only one that could figure out how to get people to do affidavit ballots. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and so anyway, a lot of people were coming in with affidavit ballots. Well, the way that works in Mississippi with the voting machines is that you have to sign a paper form, and it's linked to the machine. Well, while one voter was signing the paper form, another voter that was standing behind them waiting to do the affidavit ballot, uh, came up and was trying to vote on the machine, and I stopped them and I said, no, that machine vote is logged in to the number that's on the paper form. They're the only ones that can vote on this machine right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I-, I had another poll worker walk up to me and said, well, why don't you go ahead and let them vote? She said, what does it matter? They're all voting for Barack Obama <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and and the-, the truth of the matter is that she was somewhat right in, in-, yeah. in a precinct where we had over 2,000 people vote. We only had 22 votes for John McCain, which will give you some idea. (laughs) It was a heavily Democratic precinct, wasn't it? Right. But the the point was that there are people out there who are even running the polls who don't really appreciate and respect the sanctity of the vote. And so that's one thing that voters can do, uh, people who want to be active can do to make sure that, that what happens on November 2nd is legitimate. That's a great point, and uh, all over the country, people need to be listening and checking to see if they can be a, a poll watcher, and, and, and again, check with their, the conservative candidate there and see what you can do to make phone calls and, and hold up signs, and uh, they need people to hold signs up on a, on election day, I'm sure. You, I know you can't get within so many feet of the polling booth, voting booth, but you can, uh, you can be on the highways and byways. Well, and, and I'll say this, too, is everybody's focused on, on Congress right now, uh, which is understandable given the amount of legislation that's been passed down to us uh, from up on high in D.C., but there are a lot of gubernatorial races throughout the country uh, that will occur on November 2nd as well, and Republicans stand to gain a, a serious amount of seats in those governor's races, uh, which ultimately impacts uh, what happens in your states and is incredibly important as well. It also is so- somewhat of a forebearer to what probably will happen in 2012, uh, because you've got states like Ohio and Florida and Missouri uh, that are traditional sort of bellwether political states that are looking like they're going to go Republican, which means that that doesn't bode well for the president in 2012 and running a reelection campaign. And one of the things uh, you talked about Ohio, and I've uh, I've noticed even our famous uh, uh, Dennis Kudvinovich, uh, that's, that's so liberal in Ohio, ran for president on the f- more far left than Obama was, and I, I heard he's he's even polling some numbers where he's he may be in trouble. So uh, there's things that's so fluid in this country in this election. It's unlike any that I can remember. The the fact that it can it could really. I think Dick Morris said, you know, it could really be a blowout. We don't know. We don't know to see what happens. But it's so fluid. I, I just want people not to give up. Not not even if you're in a, a place where there's a strong liberal, don't give up. Get out there and put up some signs. And uh, hey, 
God, God does work miracles. Well, you know, look at the case with Joe Miller. He's running against an entrenched Republican in, in a primary. Now, she is Alaska, a rhino. <laughs> who, you know, yeah. whose family had been involved in Alaskan politics forever. Uh, her dad was, was uh, I believe, the governor. Um, he, he may have also been a U.S. senator. I'm not entirely sure about that. But, you know, it was a big political family, and, and she's right. the sitting incumbent. And this guy who had never run for office before gets in the race, has got to be handicapped as a, you know, way down the ticket. And, uh, you know, he, he pulls it out, and he's going to end up being a U.S. senator from Alaska. I mean, the, Sharon Engel's a prime example of that. She's right. somebody that nobody expected to win in Nevada, and now she's pulling it two or three points ahead of a, uh, uh, of the Senate Majority Leader there. Yeah, that, that, and that's why this Tea Party movement, and that's why I'm saying this election is really unlike any other we've ever had, and it needs to be. No, absolutely. You know, I, I'm reminded of uh, one of the quotes from President Obama, and I, it's not like I often take to quoting him, but he was. Uh, this was when they were having the health care forms before the legislation got passed where he sat down and, and met with congressional leaders and he was being criticized by a Republican congressman, and I don't recall specifically who it was. But his response essentially was, well, that's why we have elections. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, I remember hearing it thinking, what an incredibly arrogant response. And it was in- also incredibly short-sighted. But, but to me, that sort of became the rallying cry. He's right. That is why that we have elections. To the victors go the spoils. And so it's incredibly important for us to remember that, that when you think about policies like Obamacare, like cap-and-trade, uh, like the stimulus bill and all of the bailouts that got passed, all of the things that have driven our national debt to nearly $14 trillion, where we're operating for two years running on record national deficits, think about all of those things and remember those things as you talk to your colleagues and your coworkers, your family members, in encouraging people to get out and vote and to vote for conservative, common-sense candidates who understand that our government for, on a federal level is supposed to be limited, but the reason that it's supposed to be limited is so that states can decide for themselves what is good for their people, so that people have more individual freedom, and so that we don't end up with a situation like we've got now where we're looking at generation after generation that is going to be on the line for the debt and the bad policy that has been enacted by congressional Democrats and President Barack Obama. Well, Russ, I, I don't know a better way to end that up. Uh, I can't. We could keep talking all night, and uh, we could talk right up to the election day, I know. But you have summed it up in a great way. Uh, we appreciate you being on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Thank you so much. And uh, I know you're going to be voting November 2nd, aren't you? Yes, sir. All right. I, I reminded our listeners, there's one lady down in uh, Mississippi, I heard her say, that she would crawl on broken glass to get to the voting booth on November 2nd. So well, that, that's, 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 that's the, the right spirit. attitude. There, there's a dedicated voter. Well, that's the spirit. And uh, thank you so much. Appreciate well, thank you it. for having me. Now, that was Russ Latino. We appreciate him spending his time and giving us some knowledge about what uh, the elections may be on November 2nd. And saying that, November 2nd is the election day. And right after that, We'll get together with Chad Groening. You can go back in the archives and listen to an interview of Chad Groening, a great conservative reporter, has been for years. And he's going to help uh, give his take and bring us up to speed next week on Doc Holliday's Tea Party on what shook down in the elections. Uh, we'll, we'll know 
uh, we'll go over the, the whole country seeing what happened and what you and I have been working for and what we've been talking about. We're going to analyze what happened. And so don't miss next week's show. In fact, we're going to try to get it up early. Usually the new show comes on every Monday. We're going to see if we can't get it up on Friday or Saturday. Uh, so make sure you uh, check on the show. And we are going to have some good things to talk about at Doc Holiday's Tea Party next week. So don't you miss it. Now, uh, like I said at the top of the show, we have a very special guest. Her name is Denise. We're going to get her on the phone. And she has something to offer that everybody needs. Everybody don't need this. And now, saying that, let me give you a little build-up. We don't know what's going to happen. And I've been talking about printing money, printing money, printing money, and how dangerous it is, and how our economy could just flatten out what the most dangerous thing is of all the debt going on in Europe, going on in the United States, going on in all the Western world, is the fact that if the American dollar, which is the world's, Reserve currency, if the American dollar falls, it falters, and when all of a sudden a dollar's worth maybe a dime, everything's going to come crashing down. I hope it does not happen. But I'll tell you the way our leadership has been spending money like crazy. We're not even getting anybody to buy our bonds now. We are printing money. Printing. You hear that? We are printing money by the trillions of dollars. And if, it, if the whole economy comes crashing down, you, you want to know what Denise has to sell, and you need to be prepared. I hope it does not happen, but best be prepared. So let's get Denise on the phone right now and let's see what she has to offer. And you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and we got a very special guest today as we're talking about different things. And you wonder about uh, survival, uh, what happens if there's an a natural disaster or what happens if the dollar crashes and a dollar's worth 10 cents and what happens when uh you uh, the whole nation goes into a panic mode so uh we have on the phone denise and uh welcome to doc holiday's tea party denise oh thank you and denise has a website that's uh you are for survival that's you are in the number four survival.com and uh Tell us a little bit about uh, what you have to offer, Denise. Well, on my website, I have to offer uh, survival kits, and these are pre-packed kits uh, that will last up to 72 hours. Uh, There are children's kits, uh, good to give your children to put into the school classroom in case there's an emergency or disaster and they need to stay at school until you can retrieve them. Uh, there are one-person kits, and I have to offer all the way on up to office survival kits, uh, up to 30 people for your office. Wow. You never that, know yeah, where that, you're going to be when a disaster happens. That's correct. And uh, these, as I said, these kits are pre-packed, and some people like to customize their kits. I do ha- offer uh, also emergency food and water, uh, to add more food and water to your kits. If your family is bigger, you can get a pre-packed kit and then just add food and water for your uh, family members above the uh, amount of family. There's also hygiene and sanitation, emergency light and communication. That's Emergency light's important. 
Oh, we yeah. get blackouts everywhere, so it's always good to have light. Do they, any of these have any, like, hand-cranked hand cranked radios or anything for... Yes, yes, hand-cranked radios, squeeze-beam lights, uh, anything. There are many options that you don't need batteries, you don't need power, and you can still have light and warmth. Emergency whistles and compass for anybody that likes to go out in the wilderness backpacking. Well, you got about all, everything you need. One of the things I wanted to ask, how about uh, the food, uh, the, the, the longevity of it? How, how long does uh, the food generally last? The food in the pre-packed kits uh, last up to five years, and I do also have other uh, food storage options on my website with the kits that the food lasts up to 25 years with proper storage. Wow, that's 25 years. That you could uh, buy something to be set for for a quarter of a century. <laughs> yes, you can, and they do come in a variety of sizes, uh, depending on how many again how many people you have and how many servings a day uh, you wish to keep handy. Well, uh, Denise, I appreciate you coming on Doc Holiday's Tea Party, and uh, I know our listeners will be glad to know. And there, a lot of them are probably like me that thought about it and have never. Uh, got a kit, so it's time to go to uh, tell us tell us your website. It is urforsurvival.com, and uh, in today's economy, you don't always have to like get your whole kit all in one shot. That can be rather expensive, and so you can visit my website, bookmark it, and visit it once every couple months when you have a couple extra dollars, and just add to your kit. Wow. That's uh, that's what we like. Somebody that can have a family business to help help out other families. Oh yes, yes. I want to be one of the ones to survive, and I want a lot of good people to survive with me. Well, we want Doc Holiday's Tea Party listeners to be the survivalists that are uh, making things happen and being able to not have to worry about when things come crashing down. Uh, thank you, Denise, and uh, everybody visit her website, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again. Alrighty, thank you, sir. You have a great day. You too. And now you know why I put Denise at the end. If you weren't sure if you should go vote after listening about survival and needing to be prepared for survival, you better go vote. And that leads us to the Rock of Liberty speech. And tonight, because it's a special show, it's a two-word speech. And you got it. Go vote. And that's the Rock of Liberty speech, and I want you to take something home tonight. I want you to take something home, a couple of nuggets. Number one, it's important that you don't sit out this election. Make sure you go vote, and Russ Latino, let us know that we have got to be informed. And as you listen to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, be informed not only to vote, but be poll watchers. Get out there and watch what's going on. Ask your candidate what you can do to help out. Those are the nuggets. Take home. That's why the Tea Party movement's going to make a difference in this election and in the elections to come. Don't miss next week's show because Chad Groening is coming on and we are going to wrap up the elections and see what the Tea Party movement did, what they didn't do, how we can do it better. And Doc Holliday's Tea Party will be on the air next week. I'll see you then. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.